This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the Amon Green Show. I am Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. We got the host as always, Amon Green, streaming in uh, from Houston as he's back home for the holiday season. Uh, but nonetheless, we're talking a lot about the esports world. Uh, E3 coming to an end. Surprising news there. Couldn't quite recover from COVID. Unfortunately, they weren't the only company out there, only event going on that couldn't recover from COVID. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm on green. Where do you want to go with this? We talked about Epic Games, what they possibly have in the future, um, how E3 came to dissolve, where the money kind of flatlined out for them. And of course, Husker football. It's been a constant conversation over here, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So let's wrap up some of this E3 talk and video game talk to get to Nebraska talk. Um, and so I found the line where it talks about a little bit where the where the ending begin in terms of finances. So right. it says here in the probably third, fourth paragraph down, it says now, however, it appears that the ESA efforts to reinvent the show were fruitless. So quote it, we now, we know the entire industry players and creators alike have a lot of passion for E3, like I mentioned. So it says we share that passion. Pierre Lewis told Washington Post, we know it's difficult to say goodbye to watch a beloved event um, but it's the t- right time to do, uh, given the, the new opportunities for our industry, it has to reach our fans. So th- right here is where he says the next line. He says he confirmed that many have suggested contributed what contributed to the end of the conference, saying that companies now have access to consumers to do business relations through a variety of means, including their own individual showcases. So as he's referring to that PlayStation, they do PS Play. At the yeah. same time as E3, during the same week, sometimes um, Microsoft does the micro does a um, Xbox uh, I forgot like Showdown or, mm-hmm. or show the Xbox show literally right next to the LA Convention Center in the Microsoft Theater that they built with their name tagged on it. They did that <laughs> back in 2018. Makes sense so, they do their work in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they build a stadium, a theater that they can use for other things. But then when they have E3, we'll just do our event right here and we'll introduce all our games have people come out on the stage they had keanu reeves come out the stage when they did the big cyberpunk 2077 announcement mm-hmm. back in 2019 um so that was it so now the company's having so many ways to skin a cat that means sell to the consumers us websites social media launches you know in-person promotions all that stuff is where e3 lost out basically losing uh, fighting a losing battle with the technology that's around from the AI is out there now, right? You know, people can use AI to develop different um, promotions, to develop different artwork now. Mm-hmm. And so, and now dealing with companies like Hi-Rez with Epic to Microsoft to Ubisoft, those companies are all partnering up with basically one another and going outside of saying, you know what, we're not going to advertise by at E3 because we could do this on our own. And save a little bit of money here and there and everybody's in that business is saving money especially a bigger company that's how they become bigger so that was the reason why basically why e3 is it's been ironic right technology takes over (laughs) the the marketing and the new technology world is what kills e3 one of the hotbeds of (laughs) technology in itself 
Um, you know, it's kind of speaking of AI, that's a big problem going around. You see fake ads all the time through AI. I'm on green. Right. You got a lot of on air time yourself, a lot of audio out there for anyone that really wants to, they can feel free to grab on on green audio, upload it into a, it. a, I was going to say, have you encountered fake AI ads that have had either your voice, your picture with you, um, promoting a product that you have no actual connection to? No, I have not yet. Knock on wood. Yet. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> knock on. I got a wood table right in front of me. Yes, I'm sitting at. Yes, knock on wood. I've heard and I've seen audios, AI audio, and heard it of, of another person's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen AI artwork that looks very, very creative. You know, it looks like a Rembrandt or it looks like um what's what's his man? Um Picasso. Okay, yeah, yeah. It looks like their their work, right? And and it's AI and it's amazingly good, but it's like man. And like somehow, as a faculty member, we were just talking about in a meeting just a few just a few weeks ago, and at the start of semester, and even spring too, we introduced it as it was an okay thing for the students to use. Just use it as a guideline, but don't use it as you know. Don't get used to using it as your work. You know your finished product. Like make your edits. You know just say. At the start of a presentation or when you hand in a hey i use ai it's not it's not nothing that as faculty members that we're being taught at the j school to say you know you're gonna fail it no we're just using it as a tool here but mm-hmm. we have obviously some kids that use it just for the paper to get it in because the deadline is two days away and they never started an 18 page paper they got to <laughs> get done so then in pressing it out and not making the edits and not reading over because we as faculty we read the papers we know okay this is not this student because I know this student I've seen their work before so I can you know constructively say hey you didn't do the work here you just punched it in and I could tell your writing I could tell how you punctuate this that and the other so teachers we have the opportunity to let kids know hey this is a tool you can use but don't take advantage of it and so in other ways it's hard to when you have companies the article came out I know a few weeks ago about ESPN mm-hmm. being caught red-handed using AI to write online articles, which like, is just crazy. That has got oh. that's that made me upset because yes. you know we're out here, humble Lincoln, Nebraska. Shout out to DP and Rebecca. The station here is incredible. Yes, shout out to those two. But we're dealing with you know maybe one tenth of the resources, and you guys are using AI to write your articles. Like what are we? <laughs> what are you, you guys are getting like, paid way doing? too much for some AI articles to be coming out? Something that I could just ask AI myself and get that exact article. Um, I'm glad you saw that story because to me, I thought that what an awful look for ESPN. You know? Yeah, it, <laughs> Come was, on. it was not. It was saw by all. Actually, it was shared in a group mass group yeah. email. And we all basically talked. I didn't get a chance to reply, but it was just something that it was said. Basically, talk to your class about this. If yeah. you can. If you could squeeze it into a, a lecture, bring it up and see how the conversation goes. And like I mentioned, use it as a teacher. We're teaching the kids trying to use it as a tool because then you you still learn something. We don't want you to just do something because to get a grade mm-hmm. and then you're good, you move on. But then what did you learn? What did you get out of that? Because then when you get hired at a broadcasting company and you handed in your resume, you went through the interview process. And then when the real time, the real action happens, you're not doing your job. You're like messing up. You're not understanding what's being asked of you. And they're going to look back and they say, wait a minute, this kid from University of Nebraska, they had all this stuff and remarks on their resume, references of people. Um, what's wrong? You know, what's going on? <laughs> you said that you had experience doing this, that, and the other, and it's not showing. So that's what's going to happen. We, that's what you got to keep it real and say, Hey, use it as a tool, but don't use it 
as your grade, you know, getting that A grade or B grade, you know, on there. And I think some teachers really admitted that some of the grades were out there with more, more like B plus areas. It wasn't even an A, like, okay, then, you know, so that just <laughs> motivates you to keep to your work. Use it as a tool, basically. Yeah, and I think that's the way that the, the healthy way has got to be to use it. Uh, we're seeing that a lot going down with some of like the writer's box, even in Hollywood, because, you know, even some of these producers right yes, now, they can, boom, punch out a rough outline of an entire movie script, uh, and then we'll get writers to kind of clean up the rest of it. But that's kind of mm-hmm. a big reason why you got that writer's block even going on, because that initial rough draft has taken away so much of the work from those people. How mm-hmm. do you see that ever balancing out? Do you think there is a realistic way um, for us to, because I think some jobs, unfortunately, they're just going to be hard to recover as AI becomes more and more intense throughout the years. Like, how do you see that balance shaken out? And is this going to be a long process or is this coming quicker than we think? Um, I, I believe with the AI side of it, I think it's coming quicker than we think. Um, but how we use it as a tool, I think that's the part that within the long run, it's just going to make writers that are, I say, real to the game. You know, mm-hmm. be, be be real to what you're doing as a writer. If they use it as a tool, it's just going to enhance their creativity because we as humans are creative. You know, we have talents that you few put us in our genius of what we're genius about. You know, whatever our genius is about us, we all have something. It might be something silly to some people, but then when you put them in that element, it just goes and then tag that off with somebody. So if this genius, if your genius is writing, and then you tag it along with a tool of AI and you use it properly, you could think of ideas that you never ran across your brain because now you got AI giving you just a little bit of feed, a little bit of push of like, what about this? You know, or see this description and read it and be like, you know what? I'm going to change this because mm-hmm. then it's getting you to work a little bit more. But now you have a little more efficiency to your process as a writer because getting writer's block is a big issue because it could be time off a of time where you usually can knock something out in a, in a couple months when it's going to take double that four months. Right. And that's a, that's you're missing pay deadline and stuff like that. Cause you are a writer's most likely most, I say in, in other words, a freelancer for the whole career, because they're just bouncing from production company to production company, selling off their scripts, selling off their ideas for millions of dollars. And that's how they make a living. I have a friend whose wife is a, is a screenwriter. And she mostly screenwrites for uh, reality shows. And reality shows has been a very big thing in the entertainment world for a very long time. And she's, for some of the prominent shows that are out there on TV right now, she has written them, written out plots for reality shows. And I'm like, wait a minute, time out. You're writing a plot out for a reality show? <laughs> I was like, this, that don't sound right. Because reality show is supposed to be reality, but. Okay. You watch enough reality <laughs> TV, it sounds right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Put it that way. I, I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but it was just like interesting. She sells it just like a movie script, makes her living, makes a nice, nice living living off of you know selling her scripts. And so, oh, absolutely. When you when you are already a great writer, it's just like you know for something in sports is a little different. But it's something I would never do. Obviously, with the you know with using steroids or anything like that, that's kind of like an enhancement. That's what you do with as a writer. So obviously. In a sports, you can't do it, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of that enhancement to the game, you know, to you as a writer. It's going to bring in this a little bit more uh, things that you may not have done or thought about as a writer, being creative. If you're in that that, that rut, you're in that writer's block side of it, then you could get out of it a lot easier and just being more efficient in, in the long run. Yeah, it's always an interesting topic with the AI, and you're probably one of the better guys to talk to about it since you're in that world, but it's just crazy to think about. I think 
most people thinking about AI would think, oh man, the jobs to go first are going to be your truck drivers, um, you know, your your blue collar yeah. kind of point A to point B work. And weirdly enough, it's been more so the creative side is where AI is actually having a lot of success. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And I'm sure that conversation will come up more and more often as it continues. But nonetheless, we got to throw it to our final break here on the Amon Green Show. I'm Harrison on the ones and twos. Host as always, Amon Green streaming in. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.